What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 112 of Super GG Radio, part of NPR Illinois, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and the only Super GG team that who actually has faced Balrog and won. I am Alex Arona, coming cross states, as I have crossed states today, twice. Gandalf the Grey, more like Gandalf the Lame. Also with me this week, uh, from his own clash at Demon Head, Joel DeWitt. Thanks, Alex. Scott Pilgrim is the best way to unwind at the end of the day. I, uh, oof, I don't like the fact that you were assigned Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That's not, that was not a good fit for me. That, that is a slight on Dandalf. <laughs> you didn't, that you, you didn't even say Balrog, right? So, well, I was thinking of Balrog the Boxer, and, you know, I really like Street uh, Fighter, and then I, you said Gandalf, and I was over it. I was over the whole thing, Getty. Yeah. I don't. I, I should watch those movies one day. Uh,. Their books, uh, too. You know, you got to tell me about Scott Pilgrim, Joel. I'm all about beating people up. Also with us is Pokemon photographer Eric Getty Gettinger. How's that new snap? No lie, guys. It's snap-tastic. <laughs> you can't play during the podcast. Well, I mean, that's not even... You're not even playing that. You're playing Immortals in the background. Don't ah. do it. Am I? I see you. I see you. Rounding out the Super GG crew, back with a controller in his hand, Alec Parks. Good to be able to play games with two hands now. I mean, th- th- better than playing with one hand. Well, there's only so many things you can do with one hand. Glad to hear it. Now into the real business. I'm dirty. Past that, dirty boy. <laughs> dirty, dirty. It's called the stranger. This week we do a barrel roll in early adopters. Admit that the Borderlands movie is real. Mm, not until I see a trailer and relive <laughs> the nightmares of our past in the backlog. But first. Early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and slippy. No, I don't. Good job. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, I do want to. Okay, hold on. Let's start. I want to bring up Beat Skater first. Beat oh, Skater. Okay. I was hoping for a disclaimer. No. On what? Oh, yeah. A disclaimer on what? Everything. This podcast. Mm, I mean, <laughs> I think at this point, 112 episodes, people kind of know what they're getting into. Right, so Beat Skater. We played a game called Beat Skater. It is a mobile game where you are a skateboarder going down the street, and there is some uh, some beats going on, some some bombastic electronic music popping off, and it's everything is brightly colored, pinks and very like it's it's very bombastic, and you are to tap the bottom of the screen to perform skateboarding tricks to the rhythm if you want to or not. And by tilting the phone, you can do grinds and, and you can jump over uh, uh, objects. That kind of hit the gist of it? More or less, yeah. yeah. More or less. I didn't play this. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, I just want to say that uh, Beast Gear, I like the idea. I like the colors. I like the motif of it. I just didn't... Uh, tapping on the screen, I felt like I had a hard time really controlling the skateboard and doing kind of some of the tricks that... Uh, I feel like are necessary for a game like that. Uh, what did What did you think, Joel? I didn't understand. <laughs> so like, I didn't understand if you're supposed to tap, or if you're, if you're supposed to like swipe up or down with it. Does it have the <laughs> arrows? And then like, I tapped on trying to swipe up, and it would just keep on closing the game. Um, so yeah, not not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, I thought I thought there was a lot to it. I saw I was doing a bunch of tricks, uh, swiping up up to the top of the screen on an iPhone. Yeah, it's gonna swap out the app too. But um, 
I just, yeah, again, I felt like I wanted to do different tricks, and I felt like I only kind of kept doing the one uh, 360 flip. So, uh, Alec, what did you think? So, I suck at rhythm games, but I enjoyed it. The beat was good. The music was fantastic for this. And I didn't try to get into the rhythm aspect, even though I think that made it your score higher. But it was pretty easy to do a bunch of different tricks. Uh, you, you know, each finger has three different uh, ways you can swipe, and depending upon how you combine them, impacts the tricks that you do. So I was able to get a bunch of different tricks off. Um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice and relaxing. Just sit down for a few minutes and go through a couple levels. Yeah, I, I will agree. The aesthetic is really cool because, like, there's there's the flourishing colors that are sort of outlining things or moving along with you as you do moves. But the backdrop that you're sort of driving towards is kind of this muted color in front of you, so it, it creates a really nice contrast. Yeah, and then then again, these obstacles in your way were kind of like, oh, cone, or here's a giant rail, or here's a sign, so. It, it, it kind of it kept it was on rails, but the I thought the phone, the using your gyroscope of your phone to shift and turn, I thought that was kind of cool. That actually uh, kind of mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember when games used to do that, and they stopped doing that, and I don't know why. So that was actually a nice touch too. I feel like that that was a uh, a good thing to bring back, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. there is um there is another skate game called. Um, I have to look it up. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a, it's, it's basically a tech deck. It puts a, uh, the, the skateboard on your phone and you can go through a course just like a tech deck. So using the points, it'll pop the board. You can, you, anyway, I kind of was hoping That's... that it'd be a little closer to that. Just with the more of the, the, how detailed that is, how nuanced the, that kind of control can be. But this mm. is more trying to hit that relaxing runner, kind of once you get into that zen state sometimes even just like watching the beat because there is a you'll see the beat across the top with the music notes so i think that you that's more what it's trying to go for is that runner aesthetic we're gonna say alex sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no it was like i was thinking that this felt very tech decky for me as well um okay Oh okay. damn! There, there went my train of thought. No. No, yeah, uh, very <laughs> felt felt very tech deck like it, but on rails. So it that was really what turned me on to it, seeing the trailer and everything, and like, oh, that feels like playing with a tech deck, and it's got this nice music to it. Okay. Now, um, I kind of want to touch on that. We don't usually we mobile games. I think we've kind of gone hit or miss. I don't think that we've seen too many of them. So. Uh, I think people should uh, check out Beat Skater, especially considering, you know, an indie dev and it just went live for iOS. So uh, people should check out Beat Skater. Didn't we cover a phone game last week? Oh, yeah. And then, well, I'm saying before that, we hadn't gotten a phone game in a while. You sure? I want to say the last one was around the time that you came on. That doesn't sound right at all. Could be. I don't know. No, no. It's not like anyone tracks these things. It's not like I have a giant spreadsheet with all the games we've ever played. I feel like you probably do. I know I do. Speaking of on rails, Joel, Joel, 
I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I know Getty. I know. Don't give me that look. I'm just deferring to Joel on this one because this is more his wheelhouse than anybody. Oh, yeah. Tell me about Whis- Whisker Squadron. Um, there's just there's no do a barrel roll, so let's preface it with that. I uh, just did the bad news out of the way here. You're you wrong. Can do a they, barrel roll. they tell you that. You're wrong. You can no. do a barrel roll. You did not yeah, play long. Not. That's the that's in the tutorial, my friend. Yep. Play yeah, play long. I played like two levels. What are you talking about? There, you yeah, can you do just, a barrel you roll. You double tap the bomb. Okay, then I did. It tells okay. you in the tutorial, my friend. Mm. Mm. Joel, anyway, paint me uh, a word picture. <laughs> uh, it's just What's your be... favorite swear word? Mm. <laughs> I don't want to use it yet. I, I want more time left in the episode to use it at the opportune <laughs> moment. Uh, but <laughs> somebody's going to steal <laughs> the that squadron. Is a road like light? I don't. I don't care which one it is. Uh, game that that is basically Star Fox. It's basically Star Fox, except it is an independently built thing. It kind of looks. More, it kind of looks like a weird in-between between the Super NES one and the N64 one. It's got the clean, sharp edges, but it doesn't have any of the detail that the N64 game had with like the, the ships and the bat drops and stuff. So it has this really clean aesthetic that's kind of neat, too. And, and it is also procedurally, procedurally generated. So the whole idea is that it's going to build the levels on its own via... What, like some sort of algorithm? Do you think Alec or Alex? No, yeah. No, yeah. I think it does. I think it follows an algorithm, yeah. and, it, and then it does the, the the level progression ends up being like one of those webs uh, that you see in games like Void Bastards or Nowhere yeah. Prophet, or even, uh, what is it? Uh, probably like Slay the Spire. I don't um, that was, but FTL. Those kinds of games. Okay. Yeah. 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 We did, did I miss something? There weren't planet selects in the original Star Fox? Um, Star there, Fox 2. You could, no, in the original one, there was branching paths but you depending had to do certain upon... Things yeah. In the stage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking a little more aesthetically, but yeah, they, they do have the level select sort of branching paths here, too. Um, it, so it's it's kind of interesting, because I did, I did quit once and then start over, and, you know, the, the first level was different, so you know, it's working with that way. It feels good. Like, like it feels, it feels like Star Fox. It's just, it's smoother. It, the, the frame rate, I guess, is, is smoother and more even, right? And that, that probably creates that smooth, quick feeling. Um, the only thing I would say that'd be a, a hope for improvement before the route is that I didn't see any levels with like an all range mode boss level of some type. So like in, in Star Fox, most you know, a lot of levels will end where you have this, everything's on rails, and then you get this all-range mode, mode, which is like where you can kind of fly around, and you're circulating around the boss trying to figure out their weak points and pot shot them. Uh, so I hope that maybe that's something they're considering adding to it. Uh, this is on Kickstarter. It, it got mm-hmm. past the it's- marker. Uh, full disclosure, at least two of us have pledged to the jit starter i but. think all four of us did and also at the same no nope. Oh, nope just three just of us three of you. and it's already closed also it, it closed so. yesterday yeah oh, okay okay uh getty you found this one didn't you or was it alec pretty sure it was, it was alec, alec through futzing around <laughs> futzing around uh, <laughs> i like the music that's how i find most things 
I, I gotta say, I don't like. I, I have no. I, I Star Fox is fine. It doesn't do anything for me, but uh, that's where I played Whisker Squadron, and it just felt very smooth. The flying felt very quick paced. If I wanted it to be, took my time when I wanted it to be. You know, homing missiles felt good. The music was was solid. I almost paid you know what another five bucks for the soundtrack. Right. So it's just kind of one of those things that like it had a complete package and a complete idea that I didn't like. I I've, this is the first Kickstarter I've ever done. No so kidding. It's not one of it's just really. Like, I just thought that's not it, true. That's that's absolutely not true. What was the other one? Steve's book. Oh, uh, you know what? Mm, I forgot about that. My friend's book. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. I got a copy of that book on my shelf. Yeah. You should read it sometime. Fair. I have. That's I my, have. That's I my have read question. Steve's book. <laughs> then how did you forget about it? You know how many books I have that I have read and I have forgotten about? I've started a book that I thought I that I forgot I read. Don't get don't so start with me, Getty. If we're so talking about Steve's wish lists for this game, though, I yeah. want the cats to communicate with just meows. <laughs> well, there was one for two hundred bucks that I was like. I don't know. They said they'll put my dog in the game. Crap. <laughs> Do I want Penny in there? Do I want Penny in there? It just, it was a lot of fun. This game was a lot of fun. I, I, I saw, a, so the, again, having the branching levels made it for that there was a lot of replayability, and I always felt like Star Fox felt samey. So I, 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 I kind of started to feel confident that there was a lot here that I wanted to explore and not just play it and be done with it. So uh, I, I was happy to do it. Yeah, so with that, like, the boss fights are there, and they do give you some, not as much maneuverability as you're talking about with the free open area. That came in Star Fox 64, I want to say. But you do have, because I beat the whole demo a couple of times, and... (laughs) You've got uh, the bosses, and there are parts that you can, especially the last boss, that you can chip away at to not just reduce their hit points, but to actually reduce the attacks and everything that they have. So it's kind of, they're not quite what you're looking for, but it's close. Okay, Uh, that was Whisker Squadron. Now, uh, Joel... This wasn't the only Nintendo-like property that I, that we were bringing to the table this week. Uh, I imagine that you did not play this one, otherwise you would have said something. Am I correct? Maybe. Got, <laughs> I want. I wanted maybe? to play this. One. Okay. Well, let me tell I you, Joel. You should have. You should have because. Yeah. I. I damn know. it! I know. Born of Bread is fantastic. It is. It is. It is like. So it looks so much like that new Paper Mario game for but, the Switch. That it, it it has turn-based RPG mechanics, but it but it has that that well-crafted paper uh, aesthetic. Getty, you played Born of Bread. Tell me about it. I did play Born of Bread. So Joel, one of the things that we've uh, talked about sometimes on the podcast, sometimes off the podcast, is Gumball. The yes. Amazing Adventures of Gumball, and that's what this yep. reminded me of. The characters, yes. uh, they're very yep. much in that same art style, and mm-hmm. even with the way that the you're so you you get off a bus and you're on a field trip, 
And one of the first things that happens is that everybody's just like standing around and they're, they're talking and like the little bubbles that pop up are very snarky and they're fun. Uh, so the banter is one of the first things that really drew me in. But then once you start to get going, like there's a lot of good elements to it and it's super just like Paper Mario. Like there's no better way to describe it. Uh, I, I want to say it's closer to the original one in the gameplay mechanics, but in the art style, it looks a whole lot better. You're just you're making me regret not playing <laughs> games right. to play this because that sounds it's, really it's just, good. It's very funny. It's it's very uh, you know kind of cartoony in the in the the way that that is and. It's just you know overall I, I was exploring the world and you're 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 trying to find the the keys to uh, the bus what the bus the bus yeah because they've gotten they've gotten stolen and by the uh, raccoon gang yeah the raccoon gang and I actually found myself not like doing uh, doing the thing where I started trying to like do uh, wall climb jump over barriers trying to like find every nook and cranny to explore I end up finding a hidden hidden sword. Uh, they do a really good job of like, um, of just like referring to all these characters that once you meet them, they just have very funny uh, bits and bobs about them. Especially when something that like some of them look. Your character is bread, is that right? That's he's just a big <laughs> wad of dough, right? He's yeah, he's a loaf. They, yeah, they keep referencing that. They keep calling him a loaf, and I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then the I think they give you like a character profile in the options, and it's like, oh yeah, he's a thing of bread. It's like, oh okay. But so, I, I um, want to jump back in here, Joel. The combat system, yeah. they introduce it through you getting trading cards. And it's like, hey, this is to remind you how to attack, block. And it, it's kind of cute in a way because, like, the attack portrait has, like, a big burly warrior on it. So mm-hmm. you got to play this. <laughs> I, I did wish list. Good. <laughs> so... It's it's on my radar, but uh, I I did see some pictures and a little bit of it moving in motion, and yeah, it it is a beautiful game. Like there there's a, a craft that's being really implemented well there. It's just surprising how like looking at the images and thinking like, well, how does that 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 can't just that's got to be like just like a stagnant image. It doesn't move, but it's animated so well and so mm-hmm. smoothly that it's. It is just like again. What you could be watching a TV show. You're like, I don't, I don't know what's going, what the difference is here. It just looks like that. So, uh, Alec, what did, did you play it? I played a little bit of it. I, I am absolutely terrible at 3D platformers. I died in the first town from well, falling in the lake too many times. Yeah, and I was just like, nope. <laughs> That is not. I feel like that is a bad indication. That that little. It's a, it's it's just a tiny speck of the whole demo, but you're supposed to bounce on these mushrooms, and I found yeah. that very very difficult and avoided it oh. at all costs because you can avoid it. You can avoid okay. it. Okay. I was I was bouncing on the mushrooms. I was trying and everything, and I'm just I am bad at platformers, so I'm going to keep an eye on this and. I'll probably catch it on like a Steam Summer Sale or something. Yeah, just some of the humor. There was um, there was a guy doing a with a smashing machine, and it was just smashing. And he goes, "Hey, be careful! There's a smashing machine right there." And they're like, "Okay," and you come back to him and go, "Are you using it?" And he's like, "Nope." And then he goes, well, "Why don't you turn it off?" And he goes, "Smashy, smashy!" 
It's like, oh, okay. I guess <laughs> you don't want to turn it off. It's just really cool. Okay, I, I, I get it. It's about how uh, I do things. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, born of red. Uh, all three. I thought this. We- I thought this week was a great week. I uh, played each one of them and was very, very tickled throughout the entire thing. Be like, man, these are just some some great things going on, and I I really am pleased with how. The things we're finding, we're finding some great work with some great artists and some great developers, and I, uh, I'm happy as uh, p- uh, pleased as punch, as they say. You are all getting very good at picking betas for me to pick and choose from. There you go. Getty <laughs> just shakes his head. No. <laughs> well, I'm upset that you couldn't make a bread pun there. Well, I mean, we're gonna jump back in the oven for a bit, then we'll we'll come back and we'll be well risen. Um, but you know. Sometimes we're a little half-baked. Marijuana is legal in the state of Illinois. We'll be right back. So we're all baked. (laughs) Be right back. up news i might appear well dressed here getty it's like you knew i had to go to a funeral i'm got my tie on got my nice suit i got a black watch i'm going i'm going hard here going <laughs> hard in the paint all right we got some news this week uh first piece of news nintendo looking into expanding uh into more animated features beyond mario uh crazy who would have thunk who would have thunk i mean uh, Sega's been doing that with Sonic every couple of years. Re- rebooting more Sonic cartoons. And this is this is time for F-Zero to make its triumphant return. Yes, in I, would w- form. I would watch an F-Zero that movie. never is gonna stop. Walmart's streaming made- service revealed through Epic vs. <laughs> Apple lawsuit codenamed Project Storm great, another streaming service. Joel, we gotta keep... Th- I gotta come back with Project xCloud. I'm still debating... I keep getting these ads for this thing called a backbone it's where mm-hmm. you like a controller you open and your phone connects into it. And it's like, well, it works with X cloud. And I'm like, well, I should probably play some X cloud because, <laughs> uh, so there may, if you that, see that an is... email from backbone, just like, that's mine. Don't worry. Forward it on to you. Okay. Cause, okay. uh, uh, I want to talk yeah. about how do you stream some more of that? All right. So it's, it's moving too fast for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's so like there's what this there's Stadia, Amazon's working on theirs and beta testing theirs out, um, Etz Cloud. And then what else is there beyond that? We, is that it? We did Wait, the e, we did the EA one. It yeah, is so there's this a movie streaming or a game streaming? Game streaming. All games. Oh. Mm-hmm. I hate this idea. Well, again, we have a we have a segment of a podcast that discusses all the ways you can stream, and we're trying them all out and giving our own referrals. So I gotta do XCloud next. I I think I did XCloud, but now that it's like on iPhone, I want to talk about that one. Uh, per the you same lawsuit, it was revealed Stadia. Microsoft has never made profit on the Xbox console. What? That's wild. I thought that was common knowledge. Though the fact that they never have is a little crazy. Usually it's like the first year or 
or year two is a loss leader and then you make profits on it even if they're like razor thin but i swear that this is like something maybe we haven't talked about it on the podcast but i've definitely talked about this to people like this they don't make money from it right typically what happens is that the the console is the cost is baked in so high because they're doing a lot of R&D and development of it uh, that costs a lot of money. Uh, and trying to you know, pass it on, on top of the hardware, they, it would be unaffordable to people if they tried to tack on the true cost of the stuff. Uh, the, the way they make money is by uh, sales of the software. So like whatever fees that the third parties have to pay and whatever cut they get from the In their sales. online services. Yep. And then now, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I think the only one I've ever heard of making a profit was the, uh, the Wii. The Wii did make a profit on it. Uh, actually, I've read stories saying that, like, the execs at the time regretted that it only cost 250 because they would, they were still, on, you know, flying off the shelves. They, they were like, we should have sold it for three or 350. <laughs> <laughs> in case you want, in case you want a view in the mind of a an executive, uh, I could have seen that. I think you would have paid three fifty. I remember you waited in the snow. Uh, I, I, you want to hear this sad story? So the way I got the Wii was that I, I learned through a forum that you could pull the barcode and scan it, and then it'll tell you what the stock is in the back room. So they had the barcode out there. I went the night before they do their stocking. I scanned it, said that there was like three or four in stock, and then I asked the uh, the girl working that, hey, hey, do you guys have any Wii in stock? No. No. But went back the next morning and uh, they had they had one. So nice. That was my that was my adventure. There you go. I got mine for a wedding present. It's a pretty good wedding See, present. You, you've had some input into your wedding. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Better than a toaster. I still have it, too. Uh, I We just pulled out a set of sconces, <laughs> wall sconces, from our wedding. Yeah. All right, uh, per the same lawsuit, the full Rocket League game is coming to mobile platforms. Joel, how do you feel? Hot Rocket League uh, ex-esport player Joel DeWitt, what do you think about the Rocket League game coming to the mobile Asked me once I did some sort of gigabit internet broadband. I uh, my 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 stuff hardwired in where I'm at has so much problems anymore. That, and that's why stuff like Stadia is unobtainable to me too. Is like the the speeds aren't there, the consistency isn't there. So mm-hmm. probably not for me. I think it's really cool. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two coming to Switch. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Go back, go back. This is a hashtag fuck epic. This is a hashtag fuck no. epic. Because you know what? Oh, we can't support Linux. We have to pull it because... Eh. But no, we can start support- supporting all of these... <laughs> you scared Alex He was so done. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> we can support all of these mobile platforms, but not Linux. Oh, no, that's too much overhead. Fuck Epic. I heard that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming to Switch on June 25th. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm down Hell for yeah. that. Kickflip my Switch. Yeah. I'm sure or- if Alex were here, he would tell us that he'll care once they put State on Switch. Yeah. No, 
one and two. Since you're playing it on the Switch, does everything become a Switch flip? Maybe. Maybe. Alex left again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we must have really oh, upset him this time. <laughs> he's trying so hard. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh and man. Al- Arona, if you didn't hear us, just start typing your comments in the show notes, and then we'll just read them yeah. out like comments. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, do there that. You go. Uh, oh. Otherwise, uh, did you guys hear this? This is a fun piece of news. The PlayStation 5 has a possible redesign incoming. That's well, great. I'm glad I couldn't get one. Did you guys uh, read the actual article? No, <laughs> I uh, was hoping that okay. you'd enlighten us. Okay, yeah. Fair enough, since I'm the one that put this in. <laughs> uh, so, basically, the story goes that every all the electronics are being affected right now by the chip shortages. Right. That's a big bottleneck for these consoles, even. And this redesign doesn't have anything to do with aesthetics or improving things. They're swapping out different chip parts because those chip parts have more supply uh, than the initial design this is actually something that happens pretty fair fairly often in manufacturing they call it a design change or a, a rev level change where they'll find something out like a quality issue or a supply issue and then they will make a revision change to the specifications of the thing so they can then source it out somewhere else to keep receiving a part that's as a of acceptable quality right of course if if they're able to swap in a cheaper chipset they're gonna do that too but yeah I, right. I think it was only a matter of time before this really impacted them yeah yeah and it's it's hard to tell when it's gonna you know ease off with that because from the sounds of it, it there's there's critical components of these chips that are just hard to mine out i'm back uh that was not that was not my <laughs> internet that was discord uh, being oh. a, a dick, so <laughs> Discord being a problem as always. Uh, yeah, the one thing about this is that they're not going to be changing anything aesthetically. Uh, in, mo- in most cases, from my understanding, um, so I mean, I guess you got to you got to find the workaround. Uh, the one thing I'll also say is that uh, not on these news is that there is currently a lawsuit uh, against Sony, uh, Amazon, and other online retailers claiming that. Uh, they have put the kibosh on them selling uh, download codes for games, specific games, things mm-hmm. like uh, Sony, uh, I believe it was uh, Sony exclusives. Yeah, so I think uh, like MLB The Show, which you can get on Xbox as well, uh, you can because it's download only, uh, you, nobody else can sell codes for it except for Sony hmm. through their store. Interesting. Yep. Yep. So that's a current lawsuit going on. Uh, freebies, freebies. Uh, we have uh, Affliction over at Indie Gala and Pine on the Epic Game Store. I've not had the opportunity to check any of these out. Uh, anybody uh, got a hit hit on Pine? You know, I I heard that it was a good game, but it had a lot of technical problems when it released. Hmm. So maybe they've hashed out some of those problems. Is it a sure. is it a survival game or? I thought it was more of like an adventure game. I'm opening type. it. The oh, Epic okay. Store. I'll okay. let you know in a second. Yeah, Daddy can. Uh, oh God, they're trying to shove time. hood down my throat again. <laughs> Indie adventure video game. Okay. See, open world action adventure game. 
set in a Ooh, simulated world in which humans never reach the top of the food chain. That sounds huh. like it might be a survival game, too. I'm into it. It's everything. I claim partial credit. And I'm getting it. <laughs> Done. Now, uh, news, check it out. No pants. I'm not, no. You could stand up. We could verify. I'm not gonna. Not, not, gonna. not on Twitch. Can't no. stand up on Twitch. Mm-mm. We just threw out the same thing with you guys. Wait, you can't show your <laughs> legs on Twitch? Is that a thing? I'm getting this out of here. I'll be if he's back. not wearing pants, he can't. Get us out of here. backlog blog where we play games where we lose track of the time and you literally lose track of the time uh way back in the day joel mm-hmm. episode six episode two or three six six thank you Getty. seven is it even is it it's been 11. removed right isn't that one of the ones we took down yeah <laughs> it was shameful <laughs> i rev- you reviewed friends of, Ring- of ringo ishikawa and I reviewed uh, Katana Zero. Now, you have gotten the opportunity to play some Katana Zero. Uh, and y- yes. you want to talk about it. Tell me about Katana Zero. So, thanks to Etspot's Game Pass. It, Katana Zero is a game I have looked at a dozen different times since we had that conversation, Alex. Uh, and it's just been, like, in the back of my mind. Because it sounded interesting. It's got this sort of neon aesthetic on its logo, kind of like Hotline Miami does. And so it, it's sort of hitting all the right notes that way. Uh, Katana Zero, for anybody who doesn't know, it is a 2D side-scroller action combat game. Uh, you are a samurai, or a, a wannabe samurai. Uh, they call you the Dragon, I think. Mm-hmm. I that was right. also my yeah. nickname in high yeah. school. Alex can verify. Oh. Both of them. That's because of your breath. That's because okay, of your breath. Okay, how many... Hey, spit hey, spit ha- how many... How many Dragon Ball Z uh, sleeved and button-down shirts do you have? I had one. Too many. I had one back in the day. There you go. I remember the button-up. Yes. Yes. Yep. The button-up. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, Katana Zero, it's the the gameplay is is pretty good. I I mean I feel like it sort of follows that same kind of difficulty mindset. Uh, that Hotline Miami does, where it's like you're gonna have to do this over and over again until you really get your timing down just right, because you have to complete each room as a whole run. Well, you, well, hold on. It you... is 2D platform, but um, you have these wide slashes. You can dash slash, or you can just swing your sword that reflects bullets. So, right, you're the 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 idea being you have to go through this room, and you do have a time slow mechanic. So yep. you can dash through somebody and then reflect someone's bullet to the left, and then so it is a it is a combat puzzle to figure this all out within the time frame of your slowing mechanic, and then at the end, and what it comes down to is that you're living in a you're like you're going through parallel dimensions almost, where you're just kind of stopping mm-hmm. and go like okay how did I, how do I do it? And each time you try it and fail, it's technically a uh, a parallel dimension. 
Right, right. Because each time you die in a section, it, it it shows the Tets like, no, that's not going to work or uh, not that. And then it rewinds everything back to the starting point. And then you finish it and they'll say, oh, yeah, that'll work. And then it'll let you see the replay of how you did it. It, it, it does that kind of cool, neat thing that uh, Super Meat Boy kind of does in that. Except it doesn't show like every death. It just shows the successful run. Uh I gotta say that the tools in your toolkit as a, a fighter here, they work. They work. Like it's it's enough to feel like you have a variety of options, but not so much that you feel overwhelmed. Uh, that that time slow movement. I didn't use it too much starting out until I really hit a wall, and then it's like all of a sudden you, you slow down enough to where you can see the bullets actually be hittable <laughs> more often. Uh, I mean, I got them maybe like 10 or 20% of the time normally, but the uh, being able to sort of like drop down, do your roll, and then slice them from behind, and then pick up something and throw that at uh, a can that lights on fire, it, it, it sets it up for some really cool moments if you can work your way uh, of being comfortable with everything that's in your toolkit. And I, I like um, that at the start of every level, the samurai walks on screen he puts on some old school headphones and he takes his Walkman, yeah. hits play, and the the the, the sick half electronica beats start playing like some, like seventies electro disco, and he's like, all right, let's go, and that's they clicks the Walkman, and then you're ready. That's how the, each level starts, and it mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Yeah. It- it's got a good style. It, it is a perfect case of somebody clearly having inspiration, but it doesn't feel like it is carbon copy. You know, it, it feels distinct in its own way between that as well as like the dialogue and the story being a little bit more uh, out there by comparison. Yeah, and you know, again, the style and aesthetic. Just this, the the problem I had is that there was like three different endings, and. Mm. From my understanding, they released the game without any 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 of the endings actually giving you a conclusion to the story. And from my understanding, they just recently are releasing DLC that's free that will actually end the story. You get Mass Effect okay. three here. Yeah, kinda, kinda. <laughs> but and that's where that's what was kind of like frustrating to me. Is that like, I, think, I think the best ending was these villains come out and go, okay. Stop doing what you're doing, and then kind of like knock the character unconscious, and then it's credits. And it's like, wait, <laughs> what? And the, the the villains you don't see ever. I think you see them maybe once, and then like so you're like, wait, who were those guys? And it's like, well, credits. And it's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, the story focuses mostly on your character, character, his, his drug addiction to this stuff. Uh, that's injected and and gives you that time slowdown power and then uh, sort of these yeah these handful of guys that are the iconic bad guys but they're they're all very short sequences that you you interact with them you'll take a boss battle slice them to pieces then move on to the next one yeah but uh, it, it it does cover a lot of interesting like topics about like uh, well, let's say mental health. <laughs> yeah, and PTSD. <laughs> and PTSD, uh, because he he claims to be a war vet too, and uh, you get some background show, in that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does that whole thing of trying to like blur the lines between what's real and what's not. So yeah. if you're in any of that kind of stuff, you'd probably enjoy this. Yeah. I, I recommend Katana Zero uh, for the gameplay and that kicking soundtrack. I just don't necessarily. I was dis- left disappointed with that story. So Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of not knowing what's real or what is real, Getty. Was that you? I was hoping that you were going to segue using the talking about disappointing, but... Oh, no. Uh, Getty, you want to talk about Resident Evil 7? Why would you want to do that? Because Resident Evil 8 comes out tomorrow, and I'm going to be oh, wait. picking that up. I was, thinking of si- I was thinking of 6. I was thinking of 6. 7 was a good, was a good one. Okay. So, Joel, did you ever play Resident Evil 7? I assume Alec has not. I rented it, and I didn't get very far. I I got enough to get a flavor of what it's doing. I didn't care for it. I, I appreciate what it does. I think it does it well, but it's not what I want out of a game. Okay. So for anybody who has not played it, um, it was the return to the Resident Evil universe a couple of years ago, and it took the form of a first-person shooter, where it has always been a third-person adventure that you're going on. Uh, It also adds one of the characters later on, but seemingly inconsequential until, I guess, the next game that comes out tomorrow. Well, by the time everybody else is listening to it, hopefully I'll have put a good chunk of time into Resident Evil 8. But So... What 7 does is it follows uh, your path as you look for your wife, who was babysitting out uh, for this child in the swamp. And, you know, as Resident Evil games go, uh, everything is not as it seems. And the atmosphere, the the vibe, and (laughs) the images that I can never quite get out of my head from this game are one of the reasons why I went back today and I played a little bit of it so that I could remember how awful it was sitting at the dinner table with this family of misfits. And they're, like, scraped straight from a Rob Zombie film. <laughs> from from the point where one of the, the kids is, like, reaching across the table or futzing around and the dad just, like, straight up chops his hand off. This game is, Ooh, is gruesome, it's grotesque, and it's... It's one of the reasons why I'm going to hopefully play some more and try and finish it up again. Um, but it did something that some of the other, most of the other Resident Evil games have not. And it was hook me right from the get-go. I've usually hit a wall with them after a little bit, and I'll have to go back and try it again. But this one, it was like a straight push through that I wanted to to get to the end to try and figure it out. And this, this one does crazy. a little bit different. It breaks away from the zombies. It kind of breaks away from the the umbrella motif for the most part. Mm-hmm. Wink. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's to its credit though. Like that the series yeah. been going on so long. Some of it felt kind of stale. Uh, sometimes these scenes need a sort of soft reboot, and it's I think it did well for that. Yeah, for sure. So. That series, that series definitely was getting stale at a certain point. But uh, I I am looking forward to hearing people's reactions to eight. 
Uh, I don't necessarily love that it kind of take, from my understanding, takes a lot from from Resident Evil Four, because that's where I fell I, off. I loved Resident Evil Four. That's actually the last one I played. I just uh, didn't love when it started to go action hero heavy instead of mm. uh, being more suspenseful. But you know, it, again, the, a lot of people are saying this, this harkens back to some of the the better parts of Resident Evil Eight. So you know, and people, and you're not the only one who have told who have yelled at me that Resident Evil Four is amazing. So <laughs> I don't, no, I'm, I'm not, not argue that. Yeah. That that is a consensus opinion. If you yeah, yes. or something. <laughs> yeah. So if you're if you like uh, you know eight. Uh, or I'm sorry, if you like four, then you might like eight, uh, from my understanding. But again, it comes out tomorrow. Well, you know, Friday. if you're gonna nitpick it, Alex, there's other things that have gone from like, this is kind of like a normal, and then at some point it's like, well, here we're gonna jump the shark. Might I bring up the Fast and the Furious? First couple of movies, That's... semi-serious. And no, no, I will say that it is. Almost never serious. What are they Even stealing? In those first what movies, are they stealing? In they the were first not serious, movies. and I think in the second one they might actually jump a shark. So, Tokyo drifting in the second one. No, that was the third one. Getty, get it right. They are Tokyo Drift was the first best. First couple are semi-serious. I will die on this cross. And then they get Wow, my control. favorite. My favorite is the first one because what they're trying to snatch are a bunch of DVD players. Yeah. Like the, that that's how hot a commodity yeah. <laughs> it's like stealing a, a case of gold. <laughs> they had like they were wearing like um like those MMA shirts and like they were uh, bleach tip hair and Jinko and like not Jinko jeans but kinda kinda close. It, it was very uh it was it's very funny rewatch to see how the style was back then. Uh, so that was the backlog blog. I'd like to move into a, a bonus segment here. Uh, bonus segment. We've been going probably around eight episodes now, and we have not addressed the elephant in the room, or shall I say the Alec in the room. Alec? What? What's up? Somehow you, you, you snuck onto this podcast this an intervention? without any discussion, without any conversation, <laughs> And uh, I would say, without a formal invitation, Alec, you have you have jumped into this podcast. So you know what? Screw it, Alec. Uh, tell me about yourself. Oh God. <laughs> well, uh, whew. you know you've kind of hit on it a lot in some of the past episodes. Fell off the gaming wagon when I had kids like eight years ago. Last system I bought before the Switch was a Wii. And, mm. well, I guess I didn't actually buy it, as we discussed earlier. Mm. Um, I'm a man of many talents, and I don't do any of them well. <laughs> All right, well you're I, a hobbyist, right? You, uh, you, uh, you have quite a few hobbies. Uh, give me the list. Give me, give me a rundown. Give me the top oh God. five, even. Top five. Top, top five. five. Top five. The ones that are still relatively active. I'm a beekeeper. I'm a mead maker. I roast coffee. Uh, I do woodworking. Uh, and yeah, I guess those would be the top five, but it's only four. Uh, so <laughs> let's throw in crochet. I crochet too. Uh, you didn't even mention the archery. Oh, yeah. Shit. Didn't mention the archery, which yeah, I a lot. just did recently. Yeah. That's up my alley. I keep yelling at Alex, stop getting hobbies. But he's like, well, you know, I'm thinking about trying this thing. I'm like, okay. 
Wait, you mean I should put I should go return the leather working tools I just bought last week? Where is the lock picking kit? I thought we were gonna buy those. Oh, the lock picking kit is up in my room. Damn it. Look, he's already on top was, of it. I know, I was trying ah, to joke about I've, it. I got lock picks. I I'm, <laughs> I'm teaching the kids how to lock pick. I, uh, how many butterfly knives do you have? How many Alec, what? <laughs> Alec, how long have we known each other? Two jeez. Twenty twenty something. It was what? It was fourth grade or 12? fifth grade. Fifth grade. We were twelve? Yep. So twenty three plus years. There we go. Twenty three years. Jesus. Jesus. Yep. It's been a long time. Um, and then uh, obviously me and you went to high school together with Eric Gettinger, and uh, you have yep. met Joel what? through the travels of our college days. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we're going to be pl- you have assigned us our first video game homework, which we will be turning in uh, next week. I should probably start trying to play. Oh yeah, I got. I mean, so one thing I'm going to ask, give you a little heads up, is how did you keep track of your character names? That implies I've started the game. Yeah, that's yeah, I, know. I, I have not started it. <laughs> I've uh, just been picking letters. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. And so you have. Uh, I do want to mention part of the reason you are you are part of this podcast is uh, business sense uh, with some of the projects that are coming up, but also you are the reason we are streaming our podcast now. Yeah, I I love the streaming side of things. Uh, getting this set up and getting going running the uh the chat room as we have so many people who show up for the I mean, it, streams it really does co- come down to that this is like end up being another hobby for you because you're just like oh i want to learn the technology and how it works and start oh no it yourself don't 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 call it a hobby or i'll just disappear <laughs> I'll, I'll show back up six months later and be like hey guys let's do this podcast thing again i need the green screen build alec i need the green screen build. <laughs> Okay, and then um, what are give me some of your what are your favorite? Uh, we, obviously, your genres are a lot of like roguelike style games because you have uh, been on the podcast as a guest previously to talk about them. Uh, what are the what are there some other games that you kind of look forward yeah. to that you play? So really, it kind of falls into what I've been streaming mostly: uh, po- uh, roguelikes and uh, Metroidvanias. Those are some of my absolute favorites. They've got so much replayability. Just knowing where things are, finding different ways to get locations and possibly sequence break. I remember playing Super Metroid so many times, getting my time down. Like I was, I was speed running that poorly before I knew speed running was a thing. Like I was, I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I got my time down under two hours. Woo. And now like the speed run is the hell, like 45 minutes or something. Okay. So yeah. So you like a lot of speed runs. You like a lot of, you like some randomized, you like trying to pick and prod and trying to feel like how you can uh, manage the mechanics in, in their own ways, really. Yeah, that's the thing with the randomizers, um, especially uh, so uh, last Sunday as uh, my hand was healing, I got a chance to stream some of the Hollow Knight randomizer, which it really becomes about knowing how to get where items are with what you have. Um, I 
didn't wind up finding the dash in the three hours I played or any of the spells. But, man, it was fun. I enjoy it. It brings new, breathes new life into things that you've already done so many times. Fantastic. And uh, now... Uh, one of the projects that I've taken it upon is to try to give you and feed you the games that you have missed over the last, well, we'll just Decade. say, what, five to ten years? Yeah, it's been, yeah, because right before uh, I, yeah, it was like right before the my wedding was shortly when I stopped really being super into games just due to time and money. Yeah, so, you kind of stuck to your favorites yeah. and uh, comfort foods without really uh, delving into what what was current, which is understandable, of course. But uh, there were some good ones, and I feel like, uh, I mean, obviously, Nier Automata, you're currently uh, on uh, about your third run. Uh, which I swear to God, run. if it starts off the same way, I'm streaming me uninstalling that game. That That's it. I'm just going to stream that on loop. We'll I'm going to reinstall it. it on stream to uninstall it again. Well, either way, it'll be entertaining. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and, you know, we'll all tune in. But uh, thank you, Alec, for joining us. I'm so glad to be a part of this. Now let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we uh, say one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend, you the listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, as I said before, Getty, it did happen again. Persona 3. A different, a, a, a different character, level six, just really just like, I'm like, well, it's, you know, this character's right here and he says I can hang out with her. Okay, he'll hang out with her. And he's like, oh, you know, we should probably go on a date. I'm like, what? No, level six. I'm trying to, there's still like four more levels where we could just hang out and like nothing happens. Why? Uh, turn off the entire game. It's crazy teenagers. I'm telling you. I just have to avoid that hallway. That hallway has like three people at all. Just like, like all right, all right, let's let's uh, be official now. No, they're all after you. They want you to put a baby in them. The worst part is that I have Yukari, who's my best girl in Persona Three, and she's at level nine, and I can't get her to level ten to make it official. And all these girls at level six. No, 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 no. Joel, <laughs> well, I hope they're higher than level six. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I lost my train of thought, crap, oh, but this is what I meant to say, uh, I kit-started Whisker Squad, mm-hmm. uh, that does not count against my do not buy <laughs> pledge for this year, because I don't get it until 2022, a uh, transaction involves two parties exchanging goods, I have exchanged my goods to them, they have not exchanged their goods to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear any argument. So, my argument's iron, ironclad. So many loopholes. I bought this game for my son. I bought this game for my son. I, I do have an unopened copy of Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury for my son's birthday. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. He he asked mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I'm sure your, your, your child asked also asked for that copy of Bayonetta 2. <laughs> my child that needs Bayonetta 2! No, they don't, Joel. You're a good dad, Joel. If you're getting your kids Bayonetta. No, it's Bushido Blade. Oh, even better. (laughs) 
love those games so much. God, Yeti. how many hours did we spend running into each other in the forest, Alex? If you just run each other, run into each other, they hit each other head first and just collapse. <laughs> yeah, yep. so good. Uh, Getty, your one last thing. I'm going to the village tomorrow. Not coming back. And then after that, you're going to Mass Effect. Then I'm going to space. Yeah, it's a wild ride. Yeah. You got some stuff going on. Uh, Alec? He's a renaissance man. Yeah. My goal this weekend is not to injure myself. It's that's Mother's lo- Day. That's a lofty Can't do it. goal. It, it, lofty it is. Goal. Very lofty. And to, you know, I'm going to get you that green screen. But the, by the next time I see you in person. The world is not prepared for M-tubers. Neither oh, yeah. is the world prepared for M-hot tub tubers. Uh, we have an idea in the works friends uh, you know seriously if we get enough people subscribe to our twitch channel it's i not will gonna be you alec do, it's gonna be the mtuber I, no i'm on a hot tub stream in a bikini it's the Bring mtuber it. not you oh the mtuber can be with me okay we'll we'll, we'll figure it out in post yeah and that will be it for this week's super gg radio before we go you can find us on twitter Getty, don't shake your head. I'm gonna. It's Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we have uh, Near Automata on Mondays, 2D Tuesdays. Uh, we have Nothing on Wednesdays, podcast recording on Thursdays. Uh, looks like Getty's talking about the star as a raccoon. That's good, good, good for you. Uh, Friday is going to be uh, Metal Gear Revengeance. Saturday is also 2D Tuesdays, as goal is, Joel is really, really, really trying to beat Hollow Knight. Uh, Lord knows he's probably another five to seven hours away. I, I will I will be collecting odds and ends <laughs> off stream. <laughs> Otherwise, this will never end. Yep. And then uh, Sundays is still open. Might be for M2Ber Day. We'll see what happens <laughs> in the future. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. Provide a review on iTunes or the Affliction shirt of your choice. Good callback to... Uh, the Fast and the Furious. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. GG Alec. Good game. Good night, everybody. Don't get you